theme music, which we never know what it is, but hi, I'm Hillary. I'm Davida. And we're the two Pilates chicks. Welcome. It is season four, episode seven. Yes, it is. Yes, we had no trouble remembering that <laughs> this time. Might have had to write it down. Might have had. And we have to, because we're just so excited. It's our birthday It's our birthday month. month. Yes. Even though this is May when you're listening, we're actually recording this in April. Mm-hmm. And so we should just tell our um, tell our sponsor now. We are shouting out to the Peninsula Beverly Hills because we're going to go get birthday tea. Yes. We're doing afternoon tea for our birthdays. Yay. Yay. So if you're in L.A., we'll just assume it's really good. I've heard it's really We've good. So we're very really excited. Good. We're very excited. We get to dress up, wear dresses. Oh, yes. <laughs> so for polite teachers, that's like, woo. That's All a big right. deal. So we're talking about... Um, and we were joking that we should give trigger warnings. Tactile cues, pros yes. and cons. Pros and cons to tactile cueing. Yes. So I, I, I think, and you brought this up, what exactly is tactile cueing? Mm. Because I see, I see, there we go. There's, like you talked about, a gap of actually what is tactile cueing. Understanding yeah. exactly what that is. Like what it actually means. Because we see workshops and classes and and cues where people are talking about a tactile cue or learn tactile um, learn cues. tactile cueing proper tactile cueing best way to place your hands on someone like all those sorts of um workshops workshops um but then nobody is actually talking about what a tactile cue actually is because as we were talking about before a tactile cue could even be your client pushing on the spring you're getting Feedback. You're getting a cue there. You're getting a tactile cue mm-hmm. from pushing the springs. If the you, spring is the hand. Yeah. Essentially. Um, and so if you're like on the Cadillac doing supine leg springs, you're pushing into a spring, you're getting feedback. Mm-hmm. So that could be a tactile cue, but everybody's talking about it and thinks about it as hands on. Yeah. And when placing we, hands on a body. On the body, our the teacher's hands on the client's body. Mm-hmm. And there are, just with that, there's better and worse ways of doing that. Yes. And here's where the trigger warning starts <laughs> to come into effect because I think both of us are of, and and many of us have seen teachers that push clients and place them in positions, pull them, twist them mm. to where the client is l- literally grunting and groaning or like, oh, grimacing. Oh, oh, grimacing. But they think, oh, it's supposed to feel like this. And they can't maintain that. Yeah. But the teacher is pushing and moving them out of their actual range of movement. Yeah. that The, the teacher's pushing them or pulling them somewhere where the client can't actually get to themselves. Yes. And there's a reason they can't get there yeah. themselves. So there's a difference between helping a client like encouraging a little bit extra length or encouraging a little bit that extra bit of twist with maybe you like grab their fingertip and like teach them how to like just gently pull that way so it just kind of encourages them to find it themselves but you're not actually grabbing them and pulling them yes because we don't i love to say this in my teacher training we do not have we can't see into the body yeah we don't know what's going on tightness structurally mm-hmm. we don't know any of that yeah but as you're assessing the client you can look at their range of motion and realize oh i can't literally pick them up and push them into this position because they can't get there right 
And if somebody, yeah, if somebody cannot get there themselves, why do we think it's okay to (laughs) jump over them and manhandle (laughs) and push them into that position, push them into that extra range that um, they could get injured from that? And technically, we shouldn't be able to get injured in Pilates. Pilates should be therapeutic, strengthening, good exercise. We don't technically have enough load in Pilates to get injured, but if you're getting overloaded by another person Person. (laughs) who's pushing you into really extreme flexion, pulling you into deeper range of of mobility than your body will allow for, then you can get injured. And I, I actually had a teacher that worked in my space that got injured from another teacher who pushed them beyond what mm. they could do. And um, sh- she got a bulging disc. Mm. Yeah. And so it's like you can't you can't take someone's body and take it to an extreme. Yeah. It should. I mean, nothing should be extreme because we're no. our whole purpose is trying to teach the clients how to find their range for their body, move through what they, they can, can do, do, maybe encourage them to push a little beyond what they might think they can do, but where their body will allow for. Yeah, it's kind of like when you um, when you see someone a client being pushed, like what you said, where they're grimacing, right? They're grimacing and they're thinking, I guess this is where I'm supposed to be. I guess this is what's supposed to happen. It's like when someone's getting that massage that they go too deep, yeah, right? And it's yeah. like, and you're like levitating yeah. off the table. It's Trying like, to jump away. Yeah. Because they think, well, I guess I'm supposed to be feeling it. Well, some people think, well, it's supposed to hurt, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, it's no. okay to feel different sensations, but there's a level. Pain is not good. There's a level there. <laughs> And I think, and we talked about this um, a little bit uh, before we kind of jumped on here and talking about overloading client and we can injure the client, but there's also this whole thing of the scope of practice as a Pilates teacher Mm -hmm. in terms of hands-on. Yeah, and that's a major thing. It is. That it's not actually within our scope of practice to be severely hands-on with a client. Right. Um, technically, if you want to be super, super strict to our credential, you shouldn't have hands on a client. Maybe like, like what I was saying, like what you do for me, like putting a hand out for my heel to push into. So I feel that extra little bit of reach, but I'm not getting pushed. I'm doing you're, the pushing. Yeah, I'm doing the reaching. Yeah. yeah. Or just like, um, even, you know, placing a hand on someone's back or saying, you know, don't, don't get in. Don't press into my hand more. Don't move away from my yeah. hand. You know something, but but not grabbing onto them. Or you know, I've seen people like place their fingers in places. I'm like, I just wouldn't go right. there. Yeah, it's like way out of my comfort zone. A. Yeah. So it has to be what you're comfortable with as the teacher. As the teacher. But also what's comfortable for the client, and what is scope of practice. Scope of practice. Yeah. yeah. What's allowed. Because the other thing is if, if you really look into different states, um, I know for Texas, when when I taught there, it was – unless you were a massage therapist mm-hmm. or, a, you know, a body work mm-hmm. or a PT or chiropractor, there, there was no hands-on. Yeah, and I think that's pretty much it. I mean, it, it can vary state to state, but I know for sure when I was getting credentialed in – uh, California, getting my teaching certificate. I mean, it's the same thing. It's, you know, 
don't be hands-on if you don't have a hands-on licensure. So massage therapist, chiropractic, um, acupuncture, of course, Mm -hmm. physiotherapist, Physiotherapist. um, those are hands-on practices. And so we're in a movement practice. So we can say we're working with somebody for exercise. We can say we're working with them therapeutically, mm-hmm. depending on how you're working with somebody. But movement, we, movement is our our specialty, our focus. And if you take that thought process, movement, mm-hmm. tactile cueing, where you're pushing people past this point or really hands on, you are stopping a movement. Yeah, you're inhibiting the you're inhibiting that movement. movement. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, so by doing tactile cues, and I think this is where we want to go, where it is, like you said, a hand for them to push into, or like even the spring you were talking about, mm-hmm. or a fist for them to kind of push or imagine or whatever yeah. it is, or the s- strap is a tactile cue. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, I like to do the hand up, on top of their head and say, oh, yeah. can you lengthen and reach and, and then take it away and go, just imagine my hand is still there. So you've given them something to like, then they can go in their range where that, but you can, they can do a, it themselves. They can do it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think really huge, like teaching them to find it themselves, giving them the gentle cue or the, that tactile understanding to then do it themselves. Yeah. In the range of movement that they're capable of doing, but yeah. maybe giving them more energy to kind of find maybe a little, like you're talking about, a little bit more. A little extra. A little extra. Because sometimes people think, like, if you just say, let's say someone's doing swimming, and you say, okay, can you reach the legs more? Reach through the door. And they're like, yeah, I yeah. am. And they're, they're just still yeah, swimming. Am, and they're like, you know, there's nothing more <laughs> they can give. But then if you just kind of place your hands on their heels and say, can you push my hands away from you? Mm-hmm. And then, oh, they get that little yeah, extra bit. Yeah. So it's, it's that, that's what the tactile cue should be, in, should be doing. It's encouraging finding that extra range or finding the, the, that right emphasis that you're trying to go for. Yeah. And I think, um, and also, I, I, I kind of wanted to, because I know you have a story too, but it's like, um, I was in my teacher training and we were, we had to, we had to have a session with this one teacher that taught there because she was the teacher, right? And we were doing rollbacks and she took her fist into my Uh, belly. Yeah. Yeah. And just kept pushing in and in, going, punching your punching and going, you know, go further, go, like wanting me to go away from her her hand but I couldn't anymore I couldn't do it anymore and she kept pushing and pushing Mm. and pushing and I felt like such a failure right and so like unhappy and a don't touch my stomach some people don't want to be I don't want to be touched there it's like not a good thing and so it's like sometimes you've got to think about when you're pushing people out of that range like you're talking about if you give them the cue like you did with the swimming, it, it gives them that, oh, I can go here, but I'm not being forced to go over there. Yeah. Not being forced. And that's a huge key. They're not being forced to do something that they can't do or that their body is not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you brought up a huge point, like having somebody punch into your stomach. Like, we give the verbal cue, like, feel like you're getting punched there <laughs> when you're trying to, like give an emphasis of something, right? Sometimes people use that, but you're not actually going to push your hand into somebody's stomach. That's not comfortable. Some people are very sensitive in certain parts of their body. 
And um, and we shouldn't be pushing that. No. And that's the other thing if you think about tactile cues. And I know it's like and, – and, and people talk about it all the time, like ask permission to touch. And, and you should always do that yeah. if that's – you know. Even I do that if I'm going to like put my hand on their shoulder or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I say, is it okay if I, you know, put my hand – yeah. But the, there's people that, like you said, either they're not comfortable or, or maybe the culture they're born into and, mm. and grown, grown up, it's like you don't, you yeah. don't enter their yeah. space. It's like there's things that you don't, or they've had a trauma. Mm-hmm. That's that happened. a huge one. That's a huge one. Yep. And so you just have to be careful of like this whole, especially hands on when you're talking about yeah. gripping on to somebody. Yeah. Because that could trigger things too. And while you were talking, it just made me think of um, if we're constantly teaching very heavily Mm hands-on, we're essentially not allowing the client to become independent of us. So then they're relying on us as the teacher for Mm -hmm. everything. And what we want to do is have clients want to come to us, not like have to, have to, have to come in. We mm-hmm. want to be teaching people cool. to find their, like we're saying, their range, their capability, their capacity, and then we're there to guide them. Yeah. We're not there to be like, well, I have to be here for you when you do Pilates because I have to I pull have to you hit. into this position. Well, think, I know we had this discussion when COVID hit and we were shut down. Because mm, you and I yeah. both are not huge hands-on, especially this aggressive yeah. hands-on. Um, so I had no problem jumping into virtual yeah. and my clients had no problem understanding what I wanted them to do. Mm-hmm. So many teachers I heard from that freaking couldn't out. freaking out because they <laughs> couldn't put their hands on the client and yeah. then the client didn't know what to do either. Yeah. And so it's like, like you said, we want the client to come to us because we're guiding them or whatever, not because they have to, because we're putting them and we're straight. No, that feels and you need to do it this way. Yeah. Because that was a huge lesson. That was actually a really big thing. I, I'm totally forgotten about that, mm-hmm. but that's true. I thought it snapped yeah. when you started talking. I'm like, oh, yeah. when we shut down, it's we so had that true. discussion. Because, and I think I personally, I didn't have a huge freak out moment about that either. And I think because, like no. you're saying, I'm not a very huge tactile teacher. Yeah. But. Um, so it's basically the same cues we're always giving. Yeah. I mean, I will say there were some of my rehabilitative clients who are with me for like yes. post-op things. Like some of those things, it's very helpful to be able to reach out and help them find an alignment when they just can't figure it out themselves because their connectivity is just kind of Not wonky. There. Yeah. Um, and so helping somebody find a certain angle at times to be like, okay, I'm going to grab your feet. Is that okay? And then yeah. like place them where you're like, this is what we're trying to find. And then they say, oh, okay. Then they kind of find it. So some virtually some of my rehab clients, that, that was, was a, challenging. a challenge, but we were still able to do it. Yeah. Because they had heard your words and they had mm-hmm. felt in your light. You can always like, it's like you said, it's like, I, I, I could tell a client, oh, you know, Remember my hand against your heel or remember, you know, feel the back of your knees lengthening into the mat and imagine this, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. But, but. Well, and like you're saying, like, okay, so lengthen the knees into the the mat. So that's another tactile cue that they can give themselves. Exactly. Because you're giving the verbal cue, but they have their mat with them, so they feel that connectivity. Yeah. So isn't it true then that a tactile cue can be one that they are given themselves? Mm-hmm. They're given themselves? Giving They're themselves? Giving. They are giving themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah. And like yeah. we said, like the spring, the mat, like body weight into the mat, like that really is a variation of a tactile cue. But when, if somebody just says the wording tactile cue, like I first am going to think of somebody pushing somebody else, yeah, like their hand. Because I think that's what, and especially with, uh, like we talked about social media and all these, you see all these people and you think, oh, I have to, that, that's how you do it. You push right. them here and you, you, you bend them this way and you mm-hmm. twist them this way. Like saw, I see people all the time, like really like yeah. pushing people into, into this. That yeah. Flex twist. And that is again, a spot where you potentially could, could get injured, injured there. Yeah. You know, you could injure somebody and you don't want to be pushing somebody. Maybe in saw, when somebody's in that position, you can, again, like maybe gently grab a hand and like help them feel a little bit of length through mm-hmm. both arms to feel the, the length yep. in that flexion. Yep. But again, I'm, I would never put my hand on somebody and push them over, over. and pull them into that twist. Yeah. I was in a, a workshop and, um, one of my beautiful friends, he's a teacher and, and there was a saw and doing hands on, but it was like, you've seen this person move. So this teacher had seen this person move. They knew what their movement was and they were actually kind of using their hands in a way to like, just like if you were just kind of gliding over, like you're, you're just kind of sliding them to kind of give that feeling of rotation, but you're not like, right. Do you know what I mean? So so guiding it, but letting that body do it and then realizing when they stop. Right. Yes. And that's a huge thing. So the way you're like, hands are mimicking it it's Mm -hmm. like you're like encouraging or like demonstrating what you want their body to do with basically they're doing the movement yeah yeah and that's what i mean when like i think of like encouraging tactile cueing yes like the the the, or i should say tactile cueing encouraging a certain movement yes yeah or yeah like i like that encouraging guiding um it's almost like explaining to the body. Yeah. That yeah. this is happening. I like that. Yeah. It's like explaining. I had, um, I can't remember who it was, but someone said, in your tactile, and I agree with this, but I think it can be twisted, like we're talking about, mm. where, like, if you're going to give a tactile cue, it needs to speak louder than your words, hmm. which, okay, yes, because, like, your hand against, and you can feel that, and it's like, you know, you can say, like you said in swimming, reach your legs. I am reaching my right. legs. But then you put your hand there, and the, oh, okay. Oh, so that is more. speaking louder than your words. Yeah. But I think people think, oh, well, I've got to, like, get in there. It's got to be yeah. louder than my words, and I've got to push and pull. But it's like, no, it doesn't have to mean yeah, that you're aggressively. Not aggressive. So you're not, like, it shouldn't be louder in terms of being more extreme and aggressive it should be louder in terms of like emphasizing the mm-hmm. words that you're giving them yeah i or like, like that pairing with it yes. in a good way like t- the mind going oh oh okay yeah. i understand that yeah not that it's supposed to be standing on the reformer on top <laughs> of somebody pulling them over somewhere you know oh i see where you're going yeah 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 like be you know, having that pairing vocal and tactile cueing should pair together, together and and help make it a whole if the cueing in one or the other doesn't make sense to the client on its own. Yeah. And I think it's also really important with tactile cues is we can't see into the body. We don't, we don't know, like, like even people's 
you know, structure their bones, like your collarbones, not everyone's collarbone is like this wide to this to this. I mean, it's like people are different. People are different. And so we can't see in. So watching the client move on their own and seeing what their movement is, you have to do that before you can sit there and go, oh, I'm going to give this tactile cue because I mm-hmm. want it to be like this. It's like, well, it's not going to be like that for this client because yeah. their movement is like this. Right. So we need as teachers, I think, to, on a soapbox, <laughs> to not, I mean, to really look at that individual, bo- 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 individual body mm-hmm. in front of us. Yeah. And that goes back to like, uh, for us as our two Pilates chicks motto is yes. like, teach to the, the body, body in, in front, front of you. you. <laughs> um, and it really, it means that we need to be present in the session. We need to be conscious of the person that's with us mm-hmm. and aware of what they need, what they can and cannot do, what they are comfortable with. And some people are comfortable being pushed in certain ways and some people aren't. And um, and we just need to be compassionate to that and aware of that. Yeah, exactly. But I also, you know, and I also think it's like, you know, be aware also of, you know, what what are you actually capable of doing in that session, whether it's from your state your city, mm-hmm. your credentials. Yeah. Cause somebody, so if somebody is a Pilates instructor, they have their certificate and then mm-hmm. they're also a massage therapist. They do have they a do little have bit a, more yeah. leeway for doing some more hands-on work. Um, at the same time though, I would argue when somebody is in a session for Pilates movement, you're there for a movement session. Um, it's not a massage or a stretch session. Yeah. Um, and I would say probably if somebody wants a massage and stretch session, they need to book a massage session. <laughs> you know, I would, it's, if you're, if it's legal, that's good. Yeah. But also what is the client there for? Exactly. They're there for Pilates, not a massage. Yeah. Though a lot of clients do just want to come into Pilates and get mm-hmm. stretched. Yeah. And some teachers do teach to that. And that, again, I feel like is keeping, it's not Pilates, and you're keeping your client reliant on you. Yep. And And didn't Mr. Pilates want for everyone to be able to do mm -hmm. it on their own? On their own. That is the classical motto. Mm -hmm. Model. Model. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And, and. Yeah, I mean, we still want them to come in, but it's not because they, like you said, they need us to put them and fix them and do this and put them in this position, but to guide them mm-hmm. because every day they come in, it is a different body. It is different movement for every them. Every day, yeah. So we can cue it different, um, and those tactiles could be different, but um, yeah, I think it's important to realize what is tactile cueing. Yeah. So what are you as a teacher comfortable with? What is the client comfortable with? What is within scope of practice? Huh? And what's appropriate? What is appropriate? And, and what's not actually needed? Them. Yeah. It's like even a golfer, someone that we're, like you're working on that, you know, not only balancing them out because they're, you know, constantly going this one direction, yeah. right? Um, but even a golfer, you're not going to like, push them into these positions like well this is gonna help your golf game so we're gonna twist like, really get yeah. more like, twisting yeah. more um but it's like i think it's just really important to remember with tactile cueing especially hands on a body is not putting them past their range of movement yeah at least for me that's important 
I think that's important definitely for, again, scope of practice and safety. Yeah. yeah. Just what is safe and what, what are you actually trying to do? Because, um, I mean, the, the static strong stretching first of all research has proven that that's not not good and it beneficial. doesn't yeah it's not, not beneficial. beneficial it doesn't actually do much and um which is why i think pilates is so great yeah because it's that it's, lengthening it's a lengthening in movement in which motion. is more beneficial in the long term in the long yeah. term yeah yeah so that whole like pushing someone like get in this position go over there <laughs> I mean, when someone's super annoying, can just no. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna push you over here in the I'll corner. Push you over there. <laughs> yeah, no. But I think so. I think the takeaways here, because and and oh, I hope we don't get a bunch of hate mail. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Ewing. But I, I think that I'll jump off a cliff here, especially <laughs> with social media. You see all these. Yeah all these things and and we get them too where you get you know this do this workshop on how to do this hands-on or do this workshop to how to do this and this and this and that and that and i just don't think there's one clear-cut answer for tactile with every single client because every single client's different like you said everybody's different yeah and i also think that it puts this pressure on the teacher that they need to be hands-on yeah, in that way. Like that that's expected. It's expected. Mm-hmm. And it's not. Yeah, it's not. You don't have you to. You don't have to. Especially if you're not comfortable with it. No. And especially if you're sitting there and, and pushing and pushing and pulling and twisting and standing on clients, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no. I mean, we we used to do that as young ballet dancers when we would all stand on each other's like backs while we were in oh. the splits. And oh uh, that was encouraged at the time. It has since been I understood mean, that that's not, not good. helpful for the body and not good for you. <laughs> so I'm yeah. trying to picture that. You're in a split? Mm-hmm. Are you folded like, over? You're folded over in a split. Okay, so a side stand split. Up on you. No, forward. A, a well, fl- either, either. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm hurting in places. I don't. Like, yeah, don't. Oh, don't my do gosh. It. No. <laughs> okay. So, I don't know. I feel like we should ask people their opinion on this. I'd so. be really interested, I'd be interested in hearing people's opinions on it. Um, because I'm sure there's some strong opinions. Yeah, I'm sure. Everybody's different. Mm-hmm. And that's just it. And I think, I mean, I know for me as a new teacher, I was not comfortable even, mm-hmm. like, putting a hand on someone's shoulder, much less yeah. getting into it that way. Um, but I also think, like you said, I mean, when things exploded during the pandemic, I Mm -hmm. mean, being able to have those tactile cues that the client can do on their own without made a huge difference when it went time. Yeah. So I think basically just being able to not rely on tactile cueing to speak for you, Mm -hmm. that it's the, the verbal cueing that really needs to be available that conversation with the client um and not forcing somebody in in somewhere yeah not physically forcing it yeah because no one wants to be forced into something yeah they can't do doesn't feel good it doesn't feel good that's why they're (laughs) grimacing and no kidding yeah although i did see that but yeah that's grimacing (laughs) i'm i'm i would do that be like oh that doesn't feel so good (laughs) yeah it's not great (laughs) 
<laughs> and I'll just throw in one quick last little thing. Oh, yeah. Like, as a hypermobile person. Oh, that, we didn't I, even go there. I just thought of it. Well, just quickly, I'm super hypermobile. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if I'm, I'm able to go way, way, way there. But does that mean I should? No. No. And does that mean somebody should push me into what I can do? No. no. And some massage therapists will do that sometimes. And I'm like, oh, no, no. Like, I, I know my leg can go there, but that's not good for me. Please don't. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And it's that's so true because you're, it's in your range. Mm-hmm. It is. My body but can go there. Your body can go there. But if it keeps going there, mm-hmm. yeah. over and 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 an injury and mm-hmm. also goes back to the do I actually need, need it? it. Why are we pushing it there? Is yeah. that necessary? Yeah. Yeah. Because your tactile cues should be more on stability. Mm-hmm. Finding that link. Finding in the range. it. Yes. The control. The controlled link. Yep. Mm-hmm. We've been working on. I think pretty well. Pretty well. <laughs> we proved it today. Yeah. <laughs> Did well, that. <laughs> well, they, yeah. So if y'all have comments or want to email, because... I, yeah, I would love to hear what people yeah, have to be say about tactile cues mm-hmm. because there's hands-on and there's tactile. I feel like they've gotten kind of meshed together. Yeah. Because I feel like they're kind of... There's separate ideas there. In my yeah. brain, they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. That was good. And <laughs> Peninsula was our sponsor. They don't know a it. A little shout-out shout to out. We'll Peninsula. We'll take some pictures. We got, what, a week? Yep, next week, week birthday birthday tea time. All right, guys, thanks (laughs) for listening, and we will see you next time. Next time.